everyone. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Jillian. And we are the hosts of the OK Drama <laughs> Podcast. Where two friends recap and break down K-dramas one episode at a time. What, what? <laughs> <laughs> I never know what to say after you're done. <laughs> I know, it's like quiet. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what we do. We recap and break down and then have mini breaks of nonsense talk. Yeah, especially now that this is our only time to talk to each other. I know. I mean, we could totally do it other times, too. But I feel like it's just hard to stay connected with people all the time. 100%. I don't know. All right. Well, we are here with the last two episodes of Itaewon class. Woo! Woo woo! Um, Obviously, we're going to, like recap and break them down <laughs> as Jill <laughs> mentioned but uh-huh. um how did you feel overall about these last two episodes now that um it's done yeah it got pretty fucking intense really quick yeah and a lot of shit went down and then of yeah. course as dramas do it ended like on a pretty good note everyone mm-hmm. doing their thing and shit and being happy um <clears throat> but yeah it was like action 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 crazy 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 for a very long time yeah it definitely took an actiony turn mm-hmm. which was unexpected for a drama that was pretty i don't want to call it like laid back because uh-huh. there was definitely drama but more like plots and uh you know, how what am I trying to say? It wasn't like physical. It wasn't. It wasn't like, like the K two action base. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't the K two. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was I feel like very satisfied with the ending. Yes, um, same. So, I I like couldn't be happier for basically everyone involved. I mm-hmm. feel like. No one was treated unfairly <laughs> yeah. by the writers, so I'm I'm happy with it. Totally, so. I All do right. wish there was a little bit more um, Kim Tony though. I liked yeah. Tony. Felt like they didn't show him enough. I I agree with that. I if anything, yeah, we should have gotten more Tony, and I kind of wanted to see what happened to Gunsu after he went to America just because uh-huh. I like Gunsu but I don't know if anyone else felt that way <laughs> uh, I kind of wonder what happened to Sua at the end to also mm-hmm. happen to Gunsu not that exact same scenario obviously but like mm-hmm. that general feeling of yeah, he was able to move on with his life but yeah. it's fine I'm just going to assume he did so <laughs> in my head all right, shall we? Yes. So episode 15 starts, uh, basically, it's right at how 14 ended. Gunsu um, and Tsiri are at that meeting spot with all, like, the mobsters. Um, a van starts, like, heading towards Gunsu, and Tsiri pushes him out of the way. And then Tsiri gets hit by the van, takes that nasty tumble down that hill... Uh, Gunsu's freaking out, and 
I'm really happy because Gunsu calls the police. Mm-hmm. Like a response. They actually boy. let him to. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's surprising. Yeah. And then he so obviously the mobs the mobsters are not happy with him calling the cops. So they start to surround him. Also, I'm pretty sure they wanted to like beat him up anyway. Mm-hmm. So uh Gunsu realizes what's happening and again, like a smart boy, he calls Sun Quan. And Sun Quan thankfully answers the phone and kind of hears the commotion. And uh, Gunsu calls out to him and tells him about the situation, like Yiso is kidnapped, help us, etc. And then the gangsters stomp on his phone, knock him out, and then they throw him in the back of a van with Yiso. And I was like, oh, well, at least they're together in the back of the van. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. <laughs> They're not alone. Gunwon and the mob boss are at the top of the hill and they're looking at Seiryu's body and Gunwon notes the familiar scene, but he has an interesting look on his face. I can't mm-hmm. tell if he is like, oh shit, or like kind of PTSD, oh, shit. like <laughs> what have I done? Yeah. Or like, well, this is something I did. Uh-huh. <laughs> Again. Yeah, he was he was kind of just like, I remember this. Mm-hmm. Fucking freak. Yeah, I, I can't figure him out. He's a fucking weirdo. And he seems he like he might be like... <laughs> yeah, he seems like he might be slightly bipolar in some way. Mm-hmm. Just like, or like, weird, like, personality shifts. Like, one minute he seems remorseful and would maybe help, and then other minute... He's, like, wanting to murder someone (laughs) and screaming and just losing his shit to, like, a random person in a car. Like, he's got some major issues. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Definitely should have had a psychiatrist or something in his life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So. So, yeah. Weird look on his face. The mob boss (laughs) apologizes to Seri and is like, hey, dude, sorry. It's just business. And I'm like, okay, guy, whatever. Also, I love how Sinquan calls him out later on mm-hmm. <laughs> for that mentality. But uh, then everyone starts to hear the sirens because Gunsu called the police and they bail. Uh, Seri arrives at the hospital and everyone is freaking out, and the news of Seri's condition goes viral. Minjung and Officer Oh join the Danbam crew and Sua at the hospital. And then we see Sun Kwan doing some amateur detective work, <laughs> like Jill. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yep. And Sun Kwan pulls Officer O aside and shows some photos of Yisa's kidnapping. And Officer O is like, oh shit, like this is some sinister stuff going down. Uh, so Sun Kwan is like, hey, you know, let's try to figure this out. And then Sun Quan takes off as he remembers a suspicious van in the parking lot earlier. <laughs> <laughs> and he tells go. Officer O that he thinks he knows who's behind everything. It's so funny because then that means he likely knew those guys, but just didn't think anything of it. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Or maybe he just, like, didn't really register it. Uh-huh. But, and then, like, 
as he was trying to jog his memory, he was like, oh shit, like, did I see that person? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe he did recognize them and was just like, oh, maybe one of my old comrades is in the hospital. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, maybe he just wanted nothing to do with them either. Like, if he saw them, better to ignore them and pretend like he didn't see them. For the sake of not getting into that group of people anymore. Yeah, definitely. Um, President Zhang hears the news of Sado Yi's condition, and he learns from Secretary Kim that Gunsu didn't come to work that day, and they can't get a hold of him. So he Mm -hmm. is kind of connecting some dots here and knowing that one or two of his sons are involved in some way. Gunwa... Gunwan then visits um, a tied-up Gunsu and Yiso at the abandoned warehouse, and he's abusing them. He's telling them all this shit. He's um, hitting them, scaring Yiso. Um, Gunsu begs him to let Yiso go, but he tells her that Yiso is the main key to getting back at Sado Yi and Gunsu, and he's talking about how they're both in love with her. They both came to find her, and they both kind of fell into this trap. Um, and then he also says, he reads, like, an article talking about Seroyi and saying that he died, and then he's like, that's what I hope anyway. Like a fucking <laughs> asshole. Um, he, it was after, almost like, not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Psych. After Gunwan leaves, Yiso stops acting and crying, and she immediately goes back to normal, Yiso, and she starts rubbing the ropes that her hands are tied up, like, behind her back on mm-hmm. a corner of something. And Gunsu is really surprised, and Yisu explains that she's trying to play the part to deceive Gunwan because he barely tied her up, which means he doesn't think she can really do anything. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, I'm like, damn, this girl's going to be on an episode of My Sur- I Survived. Like, she's she's just playing the role and doing what she needs to do and fucking untying herself and shit, uh-huh. saving the day here. Um, the mob boss and Gunwan... Um, get into it a little bit because Gunwan starts laughing in that boss's face, which I don't think you should ever laugh in a gangster or mob boss's face. No. Ever. You shouldn't, <laughs> like, interact with them at all, but yeah, no. especially don't laugh at them. Yeah. But basically, like, the guy asked where his other half of the money is, and Gunwan is like, your other half, and starts laughing, and then he tells him that he won't be paid until the job is done. And then the mob boss and his gang start to kind of regret getting involved with him because he's a loser and he's going to end up getting them in trouble. Then we see Sun Quan has arrived to see the mob boss and the guards outside the office will not let him in. And he's just kind of fucking around with them, like mm-hmm. asking them questions. And then he starts shouting the boss's name, saying, like, let me in. I know you're in there. Yada, yada. Yeah, I, um, I think it's interesting but and Sun Kwan mentions this later but it almost seems like these mob guys aren't don't usually do something this like violent maybe yeah because Sun Kwan later says like last time I checked you guys weren't low lowlifes like mm-hmm. you weren't kidnapping innocent <laughs> children yeah. no, they're not children but <laughs> yeah no like reason. innocent young people um and fucking Gunwan does that thing again where he's like, I can control you guys because I have money yeah. and screw you. So, ugh. Yeah, it's so interesting. Like, 
how much money did he give him to get him to turn on Seidui and just be like, okay, we'll kill him? I feel like he said it was like a billion won, which is like a million dollars. Okay. I could be wrong, but it, uh-huh. I thought I, I thought they said that in the <clears> subtitles. <throat> so that's crazy. I mean, I don't know. Uh, so back at the hospital, we go into Siri's like unconscious dream state since he is still, I don't, I guess it's not a coma. I don't know. He's unconscious due yeah. to the accident. And in that dream state, he is back with his dad in his high school uniform and he looks confused, but starts to cry when he sees his dad and he goes over there and hugs him. Um, and his dad is like, what's going on? Like, did you I just have a good day at school? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's sweet. I miss Siri's dad. Um, mm-hmm. So that's just like a quick little scene. And then we're back at the mob boss's office. And Sun Kwan keeps banging on the door, demanding to see his old boss. And the guards outside get tired of it and knock him down. So Sun Kwan reports the assault to the police and announces his suspicion about their involvement in Siri's accident. And then we get a nice moment where Sun Quan kind of parrots Siri's words mm-hmm. that Siri said to Sun Quan in prison and tells the gangsters not to determine his worth after they tell him no one will believe his words because he's an ex-con. And he was like, you don't know me, and people will believe my words because I am a director at IC, bitch, and, like, <laughs> flicks his card in their face. <laughs> and they're like, all what? Yes. <laughs> Good for Sun <laughs> Yeah, totally. Um, these are great episodes for him, I think. Yes. Yeah, uh, I think they definitely show his, like, whole characterization and how much he's changed from, like, the whole prison scene. Mm-hmm. And we get a lot of him, like, being the hero and being a badass. Yeah, totally. <clears throat> Who knew he was so good at fighting? It <laughs> <laughs> uh, comes with his old job, I guess. Yeah. Uh, back at the hospital, Suwa begs Seri to wake up, and Hyunyi receives a phone call from Sun Kwan at the police station and asks if Suwa is there. Then we are back in Seri's dream state, and he is now at the pub with his dad. Um, and this is the same pub that he and his dad went to after Seri got expelled or whatever mm-hmm. and his dad quit Janga. Uh so this time he's dressed as an adult and they just kind of talk about Siri's life and his dad asks him if he's made friends and Siri's like yeah I'm doing pretty well like these are all my friends and he starts listing them but then for some reason he can't remember Yiso like mm-hmm. his vision or the memory with her in it gets fuzzy and I was so afraid it was going to be an amnesia moment. Like, he was going to wake <laughs> up and not remember her mm-hmm. at all. And I was like, don't do this to me. <laughs> like, I don't I don't want an amnesia moment in this show. Like, please. But, spoiler alert, he remembers her. So it's <laughs> fine. I don't know why they, they threw that in there, though. Maybe to make people like me nervous. Yeah, and maybe to, like get to that point where he does remember her and it's like, oh, I gotta go. Yeah, that's true. I gotta save her. Because I guess if he remembered her right away, he'd be like, uh, how do I get out of here? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. 
Um, Hyunyi and Suwa meet Sun Kwan at the police station, and Hyunyi freaks out over his injuries from that fight. And the cop fails to cover for him about what specifically happened. Mm-hmm. And Sun Kwan sees the mob boss in the parking lot as they're leaving, and he confronts him, demanding to know where Yiso is. But the boss denies his involvement. Sun Kwan threatens the mob boss with violence if Yiso and Gunsu don't come back, and he just doesn't give a fuck at this point. He's like, I'll "Kick all your asses! I'll kill you all! I don't give a shit." <laughs> <laughs> it all comes back to him. Sun Kwan gives Sua the envelope of evidence from the police station, and then she meets the President Zhang. And she tells him that Gunwan is involved in Seiruyi's accident and Yiso and Gunsu's abduction. And then she shows him the proof. And mm-hmm. he's kind of like, at first, Gun isn't capable of this. But then he's, um, she points out that the hit and run before and President Zhang's actions have turned him into a monster that he is now. And President Zhang immediately goes into, like, cover-up mode and discussing, like, what we need to do to get rid of this stuff and make sure it doesn't come to light. And mm-hmm. she's just totally disgusted by it. And those photos, like, they're they're pretty damning of what's happening here. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I, I think Sua has a line where she's like, so is this how you were 15 years ago? Like, is this the same mm-hmm. conversation you had? Yeah, and at some point he, like, gets mad at Yelp and yells at her. Yeah, he's like, don't talk about my family. <laughs> uh-huh, and he, like, tells her to leave or something. He's so mm-hmm. weird. I know. Um, Yiso and Su finally break free, and they get into an argument about his lack of faith in, in themselves and how not everyone can be like Seiroyi. Yiso tells him he's wrong. Then they see... Then we see Sua finally submit her resignation letter and then she also submits, like, she hands him some little, like, thing in a pouch. And she says that it's data that she's collected for years that show all of their shady dealings and corruption. And that there's a limit to influencing people with power and fear. And she warns him to worry about the damage to Janga instead of the cover-up. And then as as she leaves, we see her remember her promise to pay Mr. Park, which is Seiroi's dad, Mm-hmm. back threefold once she becomes successful and she looks back at her resignation and evidence and she becomes teary-eyed realizing she hopefully finally paid him back yeah i was like thank you sua i know I... fucking took her long enough yeah and i was like i guess she was just playing the long game like i guess a little she just what is it like inserted herself across enemy lines uh-huh. and yeah it was just collecting all of this stuff i i was wondering if she always intended to um expose janga or uh-huh. like and president jong or if she was just like i'm going to keep this in case i need it well i think she said that it's stuff from like the last 10 years yeah so we cut five years now, right? Or four years from when um, they first started to um, do the, what the fuck is it called? The franchising stuff to now. Mm-hmm. And then before that, when Gunwan was arrested again and in prison. So I guess during that time, like right before he got arrested, maybe? Something yeah, like that. Yeah, I guess, because, yeah, I think it must have been. Um, okay, because it, it got, ugh. I think it kind of seems like she started doing it basically at 
not as soon as she got hired, but maybe shortly thereafter, as soon as she had access to that information. Mm-hmm. Because uh, if Serui was, um, it was it seven years that he was working on doing those shitty jobs of like working yes. in the factory and the yeah deep sea fishing or whatever yeah um so yeah good for her i i felt like this was so redeeming for her like such a redeeming moment mm-hmm. do you no longer hate her i hate her less okay <laughs> she's she's still not a favorite character yeah i'm, no, st- but... I'm still not interested in where she goes or what she does really yeah because I... she never really showed like i don't know just throughout, she never showed anyone of what side she was on or, like, where her actual loyalties stood, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. All right. So, back at uh, the warehouse, Yiso and Gunsu keep talking about Seiri, and Yiso tells Gunsu that it's not impossible to live your life according to your values, uh, that some people just give up because it's not convenient to always think about like, what's right and what's wrong and what's important to you. So Gunsu is worried that Seri died because of him. And Gunsu is just kind of like understandably spiraling into like, <laughs> oh god, like this is, we're gonna die here, like this is the worst, blah 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 blah. Yeah. And Yiso gets angry and I think she tells him like, this is why you were never going to beat Seri. Uh, and basically rejects any possibility that Seri die because um, she says that Seri has never let her down. Also, I kind of feel bad for Gunsu. I mean, this is totally just their relationship. Gunsu is, like, sensitive and worried, and Yiso is mm-hmm. just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, Stop being such a do. baby. Yeah, You're not as cool as Seri. Um, so then we are back in Seri's dream. He has followed his dad to a bridge, and his dad ex- What? Hey, a bridge. Oh, yeah. A bridge in a dream. We've seen those before. Yes, we have. Um, this one looks a lot smaller, though. A lot, uh, (laughs) more modest. Um, so... He's followed his dad to the bridge, and his dad explains that all of City's pain and hard nights will be over once he finally crosses over. This reminds Seri of Yiso in how she used to not want to be reborn, like if reincarnation exists, mm-hmm. because life is hard. Seri and his dad hug it out, and even though Sei's life has been hard and he has only lived thus far by hating someone, uh, he can't cross over yet because he has friends and family who need him, and he looks forward to the future he will spend with them. And I'm like, yes, your life has been hard, but you are now also rich and yep. the like owner and CEO of a very successful company. Mm-hmm. Like, of course you you want to go back to that. Also, your he life your life has turned around definitely. Yeah, um, not a tough decision to make. I don't think. I mean, but, like, we don't know how sad Seri still is about his dad, I'm sure, like... Yeah. I'm sure it's a little tempting, but, yeah, I mean... Anyway. Um, blah, blah, blah. So, 
uh, he and his dad, like, hug some more and they cry because Seri obviously misses his dad and uh, apologetic that he can't go with him. Uh, but his dad tells Seri, quote, I'm proud of you, son. Continue to live on. And I kind of tear up. <laughs> <laughs> and then his dad, you know, walks across the bridge. Um, after Seiru watches his dad leave, he wakes up in the hospital and starts to basically uncontrollably sob. Um, and Suwa is there and she tries to comfort him, but it's like hardcore ugly crying. And yeah. also I'm like, okay, your whatever best friend situation has just woken up from a coma and he just starts crying. Like, that's really intense. Um, and then she also, at some point, just, like, pats him on the back. Like, mm-hmm. didn't even know what to do for him. It was, like, a weird pat on the back. Like, two big pats. Uh-huh. I was like, bitch, give him a hug or something. Like, <laughs> hold his hand. I, I don't like, know. I feel like I would be the same way. I'd be like, I don't know how to help you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Uh, so Sinquan kind of watches the situation play out, and we hear a voiceover, and he says that even though this is his first time seeing Seiryu cry, he somehow feels relieved. Mm-hmm. Probably because he's alive. So. Yeah. <laughs> so crying doesn't matter. He's, yes. he's there. He's okay. Uh-huh. Um, President John gets a call from Gunwon confirming that he has, in fact, abducted Gunsu and Yiso. He tells his dad that he won't actually hurt Gunsu since he will be the successor, and he knows that it is important to his dad. Um, Gunwan admits that he always wanted to make his dad proud and wonders where it all went wrong, and he reminds President Zhang of the night where he killed the chicken and admits that he used to be scared, but now he's not because of his dad. He hates his life. He hates that his life has turned out this way and vows to end Seiroi, because in his eyes, it's Seiroi's fault. Um, so dumb. I know. Gunwan tells his dad where he is and says the on- that only he can stop him since this is all he thinks of him. Since this is all thanks to him, sorry. Um, all his fault. Yeah, Always I, everyone else's fault. Yeah, I thought President Zhang's face was like... Uh, it was a little surprising to me because he actually seemed concerned for Gunwan for once. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was because he was concerned for his son or just because he's like, you've fucking ruined you've, everything You've really again. fucked everything, yep. It's probably Maybe a little bit of both. both yeah. God, this, this family. Yeah, I know. Um, Gunwan goes to visit the room where Gunsu and Yuso were being held, but he sees that Gunsu has disappeared. He runs into the room and Gunsu hits him on the head with a piece of wood Yisu's about to stab him with a piece of wood, fucking Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> She's pissed and is like, if I do this, they'll just think it's self-defense anyway, so it's okay, no one's going to get in trouble. But Gunsu uh-huh. convinces her not to, as Seiroi wouldn't want her to kill someone for him. Then Seiroi goes to leave the hospital immediately to go and find her, but Sua stops him and she tries to make him stay because he's too weak and the situation is dangerous. She holds on to him, and he admits that he likes Yiso, and she tells him everyone already knew except for him, and tries to make him stay one last time, and he tells her he has to go and try because he'll fall apart if something bad happens. Lee. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I... <clears throat> I... I'm happy this was basically the last time Suwa and Siri have this conversation of like, yes, who do you like? I like this person. Please, do you? St- like I don't me? know. It's it. It was tiresome, but this is the yeah. last time, so it's it's fine. <laughs> um, Agreed. So, Yiso and Gunsu are running through this very confusing-looking warehouse, abandoned warehouse thing. Um, and they're running away, but they're eventually cornered by the gangsters. Gunwan fucking loses it because he's bleeding from the back of his head after <laughs> Gunsu hit him. And he is just like, you know what? Seri, I'm done with him. We're going to get Yiso now. Because that he knows that that will affect Seri and Gunsu more mm-hmm. than just killing them. And it's scary because they're, like, fucking cornered. Uh, yeah. These two, I keep wanting to call them kids. They're not kids. Um, <laughs> these two, like, young people who are fucking, like, beaten up. And all these scary old dudes with, like, headlights on them and stuff. Um, so, then Seru gets a text from Gunwan. Again, what? Why? Why are you texting? I know. Seri. And it seems like it's, like, with his phone number. Like, mm-hmm. not from, like, a burner or something. Mm-hmm. Proof, so, man. Yeah. Um, but I guess this is kind of a thing where it's almost like Goonwan didn't care if he got caught. Yeah. Because I think he tells uh, Gunsu, like, because Gunsu tells him, think of the consequences. Like, you don't want this to get any worse. Like, just let us go. And I think Gunwan even says, like, I already thought of the consequences. That's why you guys aren't dead yet or something like Uh that. So, I don't know. I guess prison life suited Gunwan. Uh, (laughs) uh, But yeah, so Seru gets a message from Gunwan informing him that President Zhang knows where he is. Seru then asks Sun Quan for help and they meet President Zhang to ask for information. President Zhang initially denies knowing anything because he's a fucking <clears throat> asshole. Um, mm-hmm. But then Siri threatens to report everything to the police. And he's like, yeah, your dumb son texted me and told me you know everything. So, like, start talking. Um, then President Zhang, he's in such bad shape. He's, like, fucking wheezing. And he's like, you know what would make me give you the information? You have to kneel again. And... It's so ridiculous. Uh, I think, like, later on in the notes I said this, but, like, fucking Sun Quan is just, like, what is happening? Yeah. I mean... He I think doesn't Sidi... know the story at all. No. And it's just, like, so ridiculous at this mm-hmm. point. It's so dumb. <laughs> um, His and... weird obsession with kneeling. I, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, he's just, like, so obsessed with being the most powerful person in the room, I guess. Mm-hmm. it's He also should have gone to therapy. Yes, uh, absolutely. <laughs> so, Seri remembers all of his confrontations with President Zhang, but then eventually kneels thinking this was the easiest decision he's ever made, or something mm-hmm. like that. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I mean, okay. In my head, I probably would have just kneeled right away because I don't 
care about self-respect. <laughs> um, but it's like, if you are literally holding the people that I love hostage, yeah, I'm just gonna fucking kneel because I don't give a fuck anymore. Mm-hmm. And you're a crazy person. And if that's all it takes, then of course I'm going to do it. Yeah. So weird. And that's like basically the end of the episode, right? Oh yes, end of episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And in the background, Sukhan is like, "What the fuck?" He's kind of just like pacing, like, "I just want to kick this old man's ass." <laughs> yeah. Um, totally. So, final episode sixteen starts where fifteen left off. Um, Sidoi kneels in front, and President Zhang is like cackling and being fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. And he thinks of Iso. President Zhang asks how Sedoyi feels, and he replies saying he feels pathetic. But then he turns the question back on President Zhang, and he wonders if he feels good about himself. And admits that even though President Zhang has been his enemy, he actually looked up to him in some way and tried to follow in his footsteps. And these are the moments where I kind of feel like President Zhang, like, to him, Seiryu is kind of like the son he never had. Yes. Because he followed his books. He worked really hard to bring his business up from, like, nothing to what it is at this point, you know, with this mm-hmm. big company. And it's probably something that he always wanted from his own sons and probably could have gotten from Gunsu because Gunsu was really good at his job. But mm-hmm. he just was such a shitty dad. He didn't foster either of his sons in a way to get them to be anywhere where he was as a businessman mm-hmm. and it's just like an interesting moment where Seroyi is telling him this stuff like that he kind of followed in his footsteps um yeah and it, he just it kind of just reminds listened. me oh sorry oh go ahead I, I was gonna say it kind of reminds me of like the same feeling of Seroyi calling President Zhang when he realized that he was dying yes and Seroyi was like you can't die yet and President mm-hmm. Zhang is like, you're the only person who wants me alive. Yep. Just, these people have such weird relationships with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, they're kind of dependent on each other in some weird way. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess, like, the idea that they haven't gotten along, like, they've been enemies for all these years, it's somehow brought them closer together. Mm-hmm. And, like, following each other and paying attention and stuff. And their little, like, back and forth moments. Mm-hmm. Um... But Seiryu admits that he actually regrets wasting his life following in the footsteps of a, quote, disgusting old grouch, which is totally true, this guy. Yeah, I said it's the perfect description Uh, for him. (laughs) Disgusting old grouch. Soon Kwan, at this point, is just, like, hanging in the background again. Like, what the fuck is happening? Like, we're wasting time. Who is this old fucking man? I don't (laughs) care. I just want to know where Yiso is so I can go save her. Mm-hmm. Um, and President Zhang is kind of looking embarrassed and just, he's, like, still talking to Seido Yi about, like, I guess his power and how great he is. And he's holding the card that has the information of where Yi's was at. Mm-hmm. And, um, Seido Yi just snatches it from his hand. And he and Seido, and he and Sun Quan leave him behind. And he just kind of stands there alone again because, honestly... President Zhang is always alone. Even though, mm-hmm. like, he has his sons and stuff, like, he doesn't have really anyone. Because he yeah. didn't do what Seroyi did in, like, having, like, business as family or whatever. 
and trusting his employees and caring about them. Yeah. Um, Then we cut to the mobsters, and they are closing in on Guntu and Yiso. Yiso and Gun pick up a shovel and a pipe to defend themselves, and Yiso's like, okay, we gotta attack on three, and she's saying quietly. But after she counts to three, she totally just throws the shovel and starts running, leaving Mm -hmm. Gunsu behind, and she's like, good luck, (laughs) Gunsu! She's like, hold enough for me! (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Gunsu starts swinging at the dudes, telling them Yiso told him to hold out, and he's gonna trust her, and he's, he's gonna do what he needs to do. And then Seroyu makes sure that he and Sun Kwan are on the same page since he knows it's going to be dangerous. And Sun Kwan is like, Isu's family, even though she's a brat and can be annoying, like, mm-hmm. our goal is the same here. We're working to save her and I don't care what happens. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you should have known that Sun Kwan was going to be a badass and totally into it. He's, he's yeah. going to do what he's got to do. <laughs> he's not going to so- be like, oh, I could die. Someone could die. Ooh, I'm out of here. No yeah. way. Sun Kwan always seems down to, like, do yeah. whatever. He's, he's all in. A, yeah, he is that friend who is just like, you need help with something? I don't care. Let's do mm-hmm. it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yes, so. The mobsters start, like, beating the shit out of Gunsu, <laughs> And mm-hmm. I think the mob boss even stabs him. And mm-hmm. is like, this is how it feels to be stabbed. Which was weird. Uh, okay. <laughs> and I feel so bad because Gunsu is, like, still in his, like, business attire and is just, like, <laughs> fucking moaning, like, Secretary Kim from the K2 because I think he got, like, stabbed in the leg. So he's just like, yep. ah. Um, but, yeah. So, uh, the mob boss seems like he's about to kill Gunsu. He's, like this ends now or something like that and Gunwan has to step in and stop him and tells the mob boss that he should focus on Yuso and I think he says something like you know just focus on Yuso she's gonna get away if you keep doing this and the mob boss agrees and chills out uh so the brothers have a chat, and they realize that neither are happy. I think Gunwan tells Gunsu, um, you know, why did you come here? You've always gotten everything you ever wanted. And Gunsu <laughs> is like, no, I haven't. And I was thinking, why would Gunwan think that Gunsu got everything he ever wanted? Just because he works Gunsu, at Jonga like, doesn't now? even have a family. Like, <laughs> yeah. for years, he didn't even have a family and was treated like a shithead because he wasn't... He was, like, the quote-unquote bastard child. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense. Like, he lived in a tiny little study room. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Gunwan, on the other hand, got everything he wanted, but he fucked it up himself. Again, his own choices. Exactly. Nobody else is like, come on, dude. 100%. So, Gunsu realizes that hey we must be brothers because we never choose the right methods to get what they want and it's like yeah you True. guys are a bunch of dummies i mean gunsu at least is kind of a somewhat lovable dummy but both <laughs> both dumb uh so we're back with yiso she is running for her life while the mob guys chase after her in a car and there's a point where they 
almost have her, but then she, like, makes a hard turn and starts running through a field. <laughs> and I think she calls them fucking losers. Like, that's a mm-hmm. quote. As she runs I, away. She's I think just, like, she tells hobbling. Them- I know. I think she tells them, like, they're telling her to, like, stop already because, like, you're not going to win. We're going to get you anyway. And she's like, whatever, like, you have to come and get me, you fucking losers. And she just (laughs) keeps limping her little way over. Yes. (laughs) Uh, I thought her her run, her limping run is, I feel like, how I look when I'm actually running. (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) I don't know that I've ever seen you run, but I doubt you look like that. (laughs) It's just because I, Alex, realized that I don't really pick up my feet when I run. I just kind of, Mm. like, bounce as I'm walking, basically. Uh Uh-huh. Not a good runner. Um, I hate running. God. Yeah, me too. Not fun. I I used to run a lot when I was young. Um, Hmm. Did you know that I was in track in middle school? (laughs) Oh wow! I did not know that. Yeah, so I used to I be able far to run away a lot. from that. <laughs> what? I stayed far away from that in oh. school. No, yeah. thank you. I, I just—I've to... never had the running stamina. Yeah. And every time I... I run, I feel like wildly out of shape. Same. I uh, I just get on my little like grandma stair stepper and just mm-hmm. do that, which I haven't done in a while. But I I mean I I just started doing it, and when I hadn't done it in a while, but mm-hmm. it's hard. I don't I don't <laughs> like feeling tired. <laughs> yeah. I just want to be good at stuff. Like, when I watch an action movie or something, and people are, Uh like, kicking ass and running, I'm like, oh, God, I wish I could do that. Or, like, I wish I had the stamina to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes with practice, like, when I'm practicing hard for, like, a Bowie show or something, I'm like, Mm -hmm. God damn. This is, like, very exhausting song somehow. <laughs> How is this song so tiring for me? Yeah. It takes, I, it takes a lot of I stamina. Think, yeah. Even when I'm just, like, playing bass, mm-hmm. I think sometimes it's because, like, if a song is really hard, like, I stop breathing for some reason because I'm so focused. <laughs> oh. And then I get, like, but I think it's also just, like, I am using so much brain power or something so much yes. energy focusing that by the end of it i am also like winded <laughs> yeah your brain is focusing really hard and then your hands are doing two opposite things and then you're yeah. just like standing you're fucking keeping time you're tapping your foot and, like it all like comes together as being an exhausting <laughs> thing somehow yeah it's embarrassing. so funny <laughs> Uh, okay, so she calls these dudes fucking losers. She makes it to a road when she sees another car heading towards her, and of course it's Seri and Sunkwan, and as soon as they see her, um, and the other car driving straight towards them, Seri tells Sunkwan to step on it, and the two cars start to play chicken. Very nerve-wracking. Also, I thought yes. that was an interesting move by Seri. He's uh-huh. like... Let's he's like, just hit it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, let's do it. Um, so the mob boss swerves at the last moment, and they still, like, hit each other, but it, they, mm-hmm. like, 
don't get into a head-on collision, at least. Um, and they get out of the car, and Sinquan has a funny moment where he compliments the car and the amazing airbags. He's <laughs> like, okay, the airbags work. Uh, I don't know. I just Good thought that know. was funny. Um, also because I'm like, yeah, that's like a fucking expensive-ass car. Like, I should hope that it held up right. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, so Sadie calls out to Yiso, and she runs into his arms, and they cry, and Gunwon starts taunting them, and he's like, ha, you saved me some time, because now I don't have to go looking for you. Uh, but then Sadie tells them that he's already called the cops. So, I think he's basically just saying... You know, I've already called the cops. We should just end it here. Just mm-hmm. leave. But then, no, everyone wants to fight. And so Soon Kwan tells Yiso and Seri to run ahead while he takes care of the situation. All right. Yeah. It's getting intense now. <clears throat> uh-huh. Really intense. Yes. So Gunwan drives after Seri and Yiso. Um, and then Soon Kwan stays behind and he beats up all the gangsters and he's like doing jumps off the back of the car and shit and kicking them in the head. Like, yeah, really intense. Yeah, he still got it. Seiri mm-hmm. and Yiso are struggling to run since they're both severely beaten. So he just got out of the hospital from a car hit and run. Well, not really hit and run, but getting hit by a car. Mm-hmm. She's like all kinds of fucked up whatever and now he's tired and hurt again from his car accident Mm -hmm. so it's all fucked um he tells you so this reminds him of the time they ran through itaewon and he confesses his love for her and then they have this moment in like the middle of the road and i'm like guys fucking save it for later (laughs) get out of there (laughs) like what are y'all doing you don't need to tell her you love her right now come on y'all at least hide, um, like I know, right? Down like, in the field, hide or in something. a bush. Yep, exactly. Not in the middle of the road where the car is coming towards you. Yeah. So Gunwon is ruining the moment. Um, he's racing towards them, and Seiryu picks up a giant rock, which reminded me of the beginning where he almost yes. um, killed Gunwon with a rock. Yes. Um, but he throws the rock at the windshield, and it makes Gunsu Gunwon slam on his brakes, and he kind of swerves. Um, Seiryu hands Yiso his phone and he tells her the cops are coming and to run ahead while he deals with Goon and she warns him that if he dies she'll die too. Really intense statement here. Mm-hmm. <sighs> then we get an intense fight scene between the two boys. Uh, oh, there's Sunquan and the mob boss happening as well. So mm-hmm. Sunquan is also like telling this boss like how shitty he is as well. Um... And I don't know if this is the scene. Did you write down his words, the boss? I don't remember. I don't think I did. Okay. Yeah, he basically, he, the boss says something about how um, it's all just business or something. And Sun Kwan is like, that's why you're such a shitty boss. Like, I never realized how shitty of a boss you were until now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm glad I don't work for you anymore. Um so then we cut to Yiso running, and her legs start to give out, and the police and Detective O find her on the side of the road. Seiryu catches a second wind as Goon approaches him for the last time. Seiryu fucking attacks him, and he throws dirt in his face, and that freaks Goon out, and he, like, can't see shit. Mm-hmm. Then he punches him so hard, he flies in the air, and he falls on his back. 
And it's one of the most intense punches I've ever seen. Yeah. It was, like, superhero punch. (laughs) It really was. I was so... Well, I wasn't certain. I was really wondering if Seiri was gonna, like, actually kill Gunwan or, like, Uh seriously injure him with a rock. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I think the show even cuts back to when uh, Seiri was, like, beating up Gunwan that time at the hospital. Yeah, um, I know it comes up at some point. I don't remember where, what what yeah. spot specifically. There's a lot but, of flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, totally. But yeah, I was like, is he going to take the rock? There's a bunch of mm-hmm. big rocks. Oh, God. But, um, but yeah, no, so it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Seiroi is exhausted, and he thinks about his conversation with Iso about how life may be hard and repetitive, but there are times when we can be, that it can be exciting and fun. And then Yisou and the cops arrive just in time, and she holds him while he thinks, let's be happy. Mm-hmm. Aye. <sighs> Everyone is okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, we are now with Suwa, and she's at the prosecutor's office with all of the evidence against Janga. And then we see a team raiding the Janga quarters, uh, or headquarters. And I was like, yes, I love, I love it in TV shows where... Um, a company goes down and you see like the law enforcement or whatever raiding uh-huh. the business and they just like come in with boxes and everyone's like no uh, I don't know why I got flashbacks of Shit's Creek episode 1 when they're just yeah. coming and taking all of their stuff and Moira's uh-huh. just like screaming and trying to save her <laughs> fucking wigs and shit uh huh <laughs> so funny <laughs> um but 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 yeah so Shit's hitting the fan. Um, Secretary Kim reports all of this stuff that Suo was the whistleblower. And now that rumors of the corruption are public, the pub owners are demanding compensation. And Gunsu adds that they are on the brink of bankruptcy and the board wants to sell. So, yes, everything is going down the drain. President yeah, it was Kong- nice to see... Sorry, it was nice to see Gunsu because... Last time we saw him, he was on the ground with a fucking stabbing, and he was all beaten. Uh-huh. And then they just didn't show him again that whole time, so it's like, what happened to him? <laughs> I thought the same so, thing. I was like, well, I'm, I'm glad that someone found him, and he's okay. Yeah, yeah, because it seems like he was just totally left behind there, because even the boss left, and then Gunwan left. Like, they all, they all fucking just left him behind. Well, maybe Yiso was like, I left Gunsu back at the warehouse. <laughs> yeah. Gunsu's there somewhere. Um, <laughs> yes. So President Zhang can't believe that the board would agree to selling the company at such a loss. Because, again, they're like, um, no one wants them because everything is mm-hmm. going downhill for them. But Gunsu says there is one firm who has offered them a reasonable, pri- a reasonable price. I wonder, I wonder who. who. <laughs> Um, so, I love this scene. Okay, Hojin Mm -hmm. goes to visit Gunwan in prison, but Gunwan still doesn't really recognize him. So fuck. And Hojin, yeah, I know. Hojin refreshes his memory and is like, uh, I am, like, the financial manager, or I don't know if he's, like, CFO or something, Mm -hmm. of IC. I used to be Min Jung's 
um, financial manager, and I was the fucking kid you bullied in high school. And then Gunwan, again, has his shook-looking face. <laughs> He's like, oh, shit. Um, and then Hojin says, this whole thing between Siri and you started with me, and now I get to wrap things up, too. And I honestly never thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. That, like, yeah. Hojin being bullied by Gunwan was, like, the catalyst for this whole thing. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, um, who knows? Like, his dad still might have gotten run over by um, Gunwan. Because yeah. Gunwan is just a shithead not paying attention. But I think circumstances might have been a little bit different. Exactly, because However, then maybe his dad out. wouldn't have been fired mm-hmm. uh, or quit. <laughs> yeah. Um, and all that stuff. Uh, ba ba So, wrap things up. Uh, so now that IC has taken over Janga, Hojin wanted to see Gunwon without his background. And I think he even says, like, you used to say that the law didn't matter to you because your background would save you or something like that, mm-hmm. something to that effect. And Gunwan looks like a madman. He's fucking furious. <laughs> and um, he's, like, yelling at him. And then Hojin is, again, a badass and tells Gunwan to stop whining and says, I forgive you. And then Gunwan starts to yell and is dragged away by the guards. And, <laughs> again, like, I don't know what Gunwan fucking expected. Like, well, I guess... A big part of Janga's downfall was Suwa being a whistleblower and reporting mm-hmm. all of their corruption. But also, I'm like, did you really not think that like you, uh, that you kidnapping fucking Yuso and Gunsu and trying to kill Seri would have no effect on the company? Like, I know it's confusing because I think at one point he tells his dad like. The best thing you can do now is just abandon me again. Uh-huh. Uh, so I don't know if he wanted that to happen, and he wanted his dad to just distance himself from Goonwan again. He already I don't know. had, though. That's the fucked up thing. Like, his dad didn't even show any interest in him at all. Yeah, I don't know what his mode. I, I don't understand him as a person. Very odd. And then yeah. he also basically said that he had already thought about con- consequences and didn't really care. But part mm-hmm. of those consequences are the company. Yeah. He's just, I, he's not well. <laughs> no. there's. I don't think there's really any explaining what he's trying to say or do or what he means. Because I don't think he even really knows what True. he means. I think he's just angry and upset and doesn't know how to handle his emotions. Very true. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um... We then cut to Minjung and Detective O. They have a nice moment as she's leaving Pajin, and she's returning to Seoul. Hyewon is annoyed at her dad's romantic incompetence, <laughs> and just as she's about to leave, he calls out to her and offers to give her a ride, which is nice. It's yeah. nice to see that like Hyewon is like pushing for her dad to fucking make a move and not be a wimp. And yeah. Minjung think- seems into it. Yes, I I think there's a line where he says something like, well, I guess I won't really be seeing you very much anymore. And she is like, that's up to you. Like, 
mm-hmm. if you want to come visit me, we can still hang out. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think that's when Heyuan is like, oh, my God. Oh, you're, my God. You're so <laughs> <laughs> She's throwing you a hint here, yo. Take uh-huh. it. Yes. Um, Suwa goes back to Jungo for the last time to get her personal belongings, and she's stopped by Secretary Kim, and he tells her that no one will hire her now that she's a whistleblower. And she asks why he worked so hard for President Jong, and he just replies, I'm a salary man. Oof. Yeah. Yep. There are a lot of people that are just salary men slash women. Mm-hmm. Just Shitty. do whatever. Uh-huh. Just get the job done and go home and forget about your work. Mm-hmm. Um, President Jong starts making calls trying to get out of the IC takeover, but Gunsu points out that it's like President Jong's favorite saying, quote, the strong prey on the weak, and right now, they are the weak. And there's not really anything they can do in this situation to turn things around. They're just, they're fucked. <laughs> yeah, and then President Jong gets all mad at Gunsu. He's like, get out of here. Uh-huh, but... he can't take it. He can't, he can't take that realization. Um, We then cut to... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, like, and it's kind of funny, because I think, like, Gunsu obviously, like, doesn't really give a shit anymore. It kind of seems that way anyway, because this is totally President Zhang's own doing. It's not like Seri really bested him in some unexpected way. Like, if President Zhang just wasn't such an asshole and a corrupt, you know, crazy person, then they probably would have never, like, been in this situation in the first place so yeah I, he has no up. one to blame but himself mm-hmm. same with Gunwon. Mm-hmm. um we then cut to Sato Yi who's getting chewed out by Yiso's mom about the kidnapping mm-hmm. and he apologizes and agrees to take care of Yiso and then as she's leaving he calls her mom and this pleases Yiso and her mom at first is like mom mm-hmm. but then she's like it's okay and she's totally into it. And back of her mind, she's like, he's fucking rich. It's okay. He can call me whatever he wants. Um, Yisa is playfully teasing Seido Yi as they leave the hospital, saying that he promised to take care of her. She asks if he likes her, and he replies, no, I love you. And then she's oh, like, cute. wait, what did you say? Mm-hmm. I didn't hear you. And he's like, what? And she's like, say it again. <laughs> I didn't hear you. And he has to say it again, and then she's just, like, super giddy and silly about the whole thing. Yeah, he's, like, all embarrassed. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh, like, he's, like, whispering it almost. Like, dude, Uh you're, like, 30-something. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. It's cute. Um, So, we are now with Lone Shark Grandma as she gets, yes, Tony's grandma. Love her. Mm -hmm. Um, I wouldn't have minded another scene between her and Tony, also, I know. Like if if Tony I was just there hanging Tony. out with her, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, man, I know it's really sad that Tony's dad died, but he really lucked out into having a rich grandma. Seriously, yeah. I bet she's taking care of him, mm-hmm. especially because she has all that guilt for like abandoning her son. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Good for Tony. She seems like a cool grandma too. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so she gets a call from President Zhang, and he tries to tell her that he followed her orders not to mess with Seiryu anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. 
And she tells him, no, you just can't anymore. It's not that you're, like, following my directions. You just uh-huh. are unable to mess with him. Um, so then he starts to beg her to help him. And she asks him what his motives for running Janga are now. And I think she says, at first, you know, I invested in you because your mission was to create a company so that your family would never starve. Which, mm-hmm. you know, is admirable. But at some point, his motives kind of took a turn, and now he's a crazy person. And mm-hmm. so she's asking, like, why are you still doing this? Like, what is, what are you doing now? And he doesn't really give her an answer. He just says, he's, I think he says something like, you know, I've, I've always been a good investment to you. I've never had any losses. And she just sighs because she's just over all of his bullshit. And she tells him that they are no longer mutually beneficial. Like, dang. Cold. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. So, President Zhang meets Seri outside of Danbam, and Seri welcomes him. Seri personally cooks for him. (laughs) I thought it was funny how the uh, girls who now work at that (laughs) location are just like, who is he? It's just so funny because I think there are people who are quote like quote unquote important people uh-huh. um and but just like so often the regular person has no idea who they are and like doesn't care about them at all yeah um, they were basically just like he looks familiar i don't know who he is but yeah, they were just like he must be important because they're both here Sato and Yiso, like uh-huh. the boss wouldn't come for nobody yeah totally i think i like how they call her miss joe or that's how the <laughs> subtitles say, like... Because I'm thinking, like, Yusuf's probably not that much older than those girls. Like, it's kind of uh-huh. crazy. Anyway, so... Seri's cooking, and President Zhang seems to really enjoy Seri's food. It looked very good to me. It did. Um, it was a get... soft tofu something or other. Yeah, the soft tofu stew. Mm. <sighs> Yum. Um, mm-hmm. So... President Zhang is just, like, chowing down. Mm-hmm. And... Slurping away. Mm-hmm. I think he, they even mentioned, like, uh, how it's Seri's dad's recipe. Yes. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, And he I... says something like, I remembered this taste, or, like, this was familiar. Yeah. Um, but then Seri kind of, like, puts a damper on the situation when he says, like, so, yeah, uh, I am pursuing the takeover of your company. And President <laughs> Zhang stops eating, and he, Siri adds that he's putting Min Zhang in charge. And I'm like, yes, good for Min Zhang. Mm-hmm. And he plans to change the company name as the Zhanga name is now tainted. So, basically, President Zhang has lost everything. He, he can't even keep the company name. Like, mm-hmm. it's done. Uh, President Zhang admits that he didn't bring any money, and he's like, but I could pay in some other way, and starts to kneel. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so he's like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Like, no one else cares about kneeling except for you. Except for him, yeah. No one, no one takes it to, like, that level. And it's yeah. almost like in his eyes, it was like, well, if I kneel for him, maybe he'll <laughs> throw me a bone. Like, I kept saying for him, like, kneel for me, and I'll make the situation with Kunwan, the fight or whatever, go away. 
mm-hmm. with my power or whatever. Like, I feel like that's what he was hoping for. 100%. Uh, but yeah, Seri says that even though he's wanted this moment to happen, it's actually not that satisfying. Again, what Sua said a few episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Um... And he tells President Zhang that this situation is no longer personal and that it's just business. And um, I think he tells President Zhang, like, you think I'm a pushover? Like, you honestly think I'm going to help you out just because you're crying and kneeling on the floor? Like, I'm a businessman. Uh And then President Zhang is just, like, a mess. And he is, he's lost it and is just, like, crying. Uh Still in the kneeling position. And I Bad tears. He's old. I'm sure it's, like, hard for him to get in that position and then mm-hmm, mm-hmm. subsequently, like, get out of that position. I kept because... wondering, like, what are those poor girls going to think when they walk in there to take the food and this old man is just kneeling, sobbing? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> and Nisha just walk away, leaving him. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah. So, uh, the IC takeover is approved by the shareholders slash board people or whatever. All those mm-hmm. business folk. And Siri gives a nice speech, basically, like, giving a shout-out to his dad and uh, saying, like, you know, we're going to value people and relationships and trust and good food over, like, money and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was interesting because I'm like, you don't typically want to say that to shareholders who are <laughs> usually just focused on money, but whatever. Yeah. Um, so afterwards, Seri approaches Gunsu and they have a little chat. Seri asks why Gunsu resigned but still voted for Seri to take over the business or whatever. And Gunsu says that he's always hoped that Seri would achieve his goals and is one of those things like, Gunsu never had any ill will towards Seri. I think he was only just jealous that Yuso liked him. Um, mm-hmm. And he's like, I, I never wanted anything bad for you. Like, I always wanted, I always hoped you would achieve everything. And then he admits that he was the one who added Hianyi and used Sunquan to spy on Icy. And he regrets doing all those things, trying to succeed despite knowing that he would never win Yuso over. And I think he said something like that he it, he just got into it too deep at some point. Like, he mm-hmm. knew it wasn't going to work, but he just couldn't stop anymore. And Gunsu's kind of, like, word vomiting at this point, just, like, apologizing. And um, Sidi cuts him off and smiles, saying, it's okay because you're just a kiddo. Which is what he told Gunsu at the police station when Gunsu tries yeah. to take responsibility. <clears throat> And I thought that was kind of interesting because it is at the same time like belittling <laughs> or patronizing yeah. to Gunsu, but it's also like Seri recognizing like you were in a shitty situation. Like, mm-hmm. I get it. Just and I think he's fine. also like treating him like a little brother. Yeah, just like it's okay. Like I'm not gonna be mad at you. Like this is just you didn't know what you were doing. It's fine. Yeah, totally. You're younger. Mm-hmm. Um, Yi and Sua talk on the phone, and she shares the story of paying his dad back by being the whistleblower. He thanks her and says he'll always cheer for her, and she tells him to live happily, and then they hang up. 
And then we see that Sua is finally free and she looks so much happier now, which is good. Yeah, totally. <laughs> live your life too, finally. Like she kept telling him that he needed to live his life and just be happy, but like she was never doing that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting. Um, at Dunbaum, we finally see Tony, but he's sad because his girlfriend broke up with him. Mm-hmm. And Sun Kwan arrives saying um, Gunsu called him and. He tries to tell Tony to get over the heartbreak, and Tony points out that Sun Quan is single, so he wouldn't understand. And Yanyi laughs at him, and then Tony gives Sun Quan the movie tickets that he was going to use with his girlfriend. And he's kind of looking at them like, oh, okay, I have two tickets now. Mm-hmm. Then some foreign couple arrive at the pub, and everyone always gets scared when foreigners come in for some reason. Yeah. Is he just like, oh, not Korean people, uh? Like, yeah, I think it was. I think it was not Korean people. Like, I don't know how to approach these people. I don't know what to say to them. But yeah. Tony just like jumps up and starts speaking perfect fucking English. Mm-hmm. And Sun Quan and Hyun Yi are impressed. Then Gunsu arrives and he confesses all the terrible things he did to Sun Quan and Hyun Yi, and they both hit him. <laughs> but they also quickly forgive him. And Hyun Yi like punched him really hard in the stomach. Uh-huh. Um. <laughs> She tells Gumsu that he should stick around to see Hiso, but he's like, nah, I'll see her later since, like, I'm still a kid or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, like, he, he doesn't want to, like, face her, I guess. Um, he ends up, though, running into her on his way out, and he explains that he wanted to apologize to Hyunyi and Sun Kwan before he goes to the U.S., and she points out that an apology won't fix things. Um, and she starts to walk off, but then Gunsu calls her back and asks if they can part ways with a handshake. She asks if things are over between them, um, and Gunsu says he doesn't deserve it. Wait. Oh, like he doesn't deserve to be with her or whatever. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, and then she pulls him in for a hug and says that he does. Then she recalls how he was always faithful to her, and she apologizes for taking advantage of his feelings and treating him like shit so many times. Mm-hmm. And she thanks him for always caring for her and wishes him well. Nice little goodbye. Nice send-off. Yeah, definitely. And I was I appreciated that Yiso was like, um, I always I always knew you liked me and I always felt mm-hmm. like loved by you, even though I couldn't reciprocate and she admitted to taking advantage of him <laughs> it was like yeah yeah it was very satisfying for everyone i think mm-hmm. um so hyanyi and yiso go on a mission to spy on a new restaurant and they are surprised to learn that it belongs to sua and yiso immediately turns into a little brat kid again <laughs> and she's like oh this belongs to you. Okay, whatever. And then she says, you know, Seiru and I are dating. And Sua is like, yeah, I heard. I'm happy for you guys. And she seems, yeah, like genuinely happy. And I think she tells you so that she's glad that um, it's her that's dating Seiru. Mm-hmm. And Sua offers to treat them to some tea and food from her restaurant. But Yuso seems embarrassed and just storms off. And Hany is like, What's happening? <laughs> yeah, Hyanyi looks very uncomfortable and just she, runs behind her. Yeah, she's like, sorry, we'll come back later. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Sua returns to her restaurant to find a handsome young guy 
Park Bogum cameo, everyone. Uh, <laughs> he, I think, is like one of uh, Park So Jun's friends, and he's part mm. of that like whatever hot young guy actor gang. <laughs> um, so this handsome young guy is interviewing for a chef position. Suwa and her friend slash investor Hong Hong Sok Chun are super smitten with him, and Suwa basically hires him immediately. Like he cooks for her, and she takes one bite of his food, and is like, "Can you start tomorrow?" Her and... investor is so funny. Yeah, when she like when she's saying like she needs to try the food first before she hires him, uh-huh. and then when she first takes a bite, and he whispers like, "You better like it." <laughs> <laughs> You better say it's good. Yeah. And then after she hires him, he's like, her, her investor's like, I'll be here every day. Yes. <laughs> um, I I was thinking, like, I totally would not mind a spinoff of Sua. Mm-hmm. Of just, like, Sua's restaurant, like, seeing her with the her investor. And then, like, a, a budding romance between her and mm-hmm. Park Bogum. It's yeah. interesting because he's also, I think he's a little bit older than Yiso. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like the actors. I think he's, he was born in like 1993 or something. Hmm. So he's also a little younger on the younger side. Anyway, um, so then we see Hyunyi and Sun Kwan have a cute moment at the movies. Um, and they basically go on a, a little date. It's not, like, ever said that they're on a date, but they... Kind of implied. They just, they're just being cute and flirty, kind of. Mm-hmm. At the movies. Um, and then Siri and Yisa go on a date, and they talk about loving each other, etc. They finally have a real kiss. <laughs> and then later on, the Donbom crew sits on their amazing rooftop, and they celebrate. And Tony's playing the guitar and singing, and it just looks like a perfect night and city grabs Yisa's hand and we hear his dad's words say how does it taste after they like have a shot of soju uh-huh. and city smiles and it's the end of the series Yay. until we get an epilogue that I thought kind of seemed pointless <laughs> yes I agree <laughs> it was just more nice moments between city and Yiso and I felt mm-hmm. like it was just like we didn't see them kiss enough mm-hmm. <laughs> like Let's throw in some romantic moments. Because I felt like, oh, well, maybe we'll see, like, Yisa or Suwa and Park Bogum together. Or we'll mm-hmm. see, like, uh, fucking Gunsu, like, making his own way in America. And, mm-hmm. like, I thought we were going to check in with all of the characters. Yeah, no. I thought it was going to be a little bit longer, too, but it really wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, well, cute. That's fine. <laughs> and so. that's the end. Yes. Yay. That was fun. I concur. A very satisfying ending. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no predictions, but what was... What... How do you feel? Obviously, you said this was, like, your favorite, but... Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um... I don't know. I felt like, overall, it was a really great story... Mm-hmm. It holds your interest the whole time. Definitely. And I personally like that it's not, like, all romance the whole time. Mm-hmm. Or all not, like, back and forth. 
are we gonna work this out is something gonna happen yada yada like I really liked the storylines <clears throat> again definitely wish there was more Tony yes because Tony was really cool um I wish there was a little bit more of Hian Yi and Sun Quan mm-hmm. together because I'd really like to see a little bit more of their relationship kind of blossom mm-hmm. um but I very much enjoyed it same yeah like I said I really wish that epilogue focused on the like Uh secondary characters yeah oh well we'll just have to like create that in our minds (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, that fanfic Uh uh-huh um yeah i really liked this one oh go ahead oh i was gonna say yeah i really liked this one it felt very um like i feel like in korea they always use the phrase healing (laughs) Like mm-hmm. this is a this is a healing drama. Like it just felt good and satisfying mm-hmm. to watch. Like mm-hmm. even though some moments were stressful and you were like, God, I hate President Jong, like you still felt good about like everything Sadie did and Yeah. It was a nice watch. Yeah. Um so next episode we have our awards. Mm-hmm which people will be voting on. We don't know what the categories are just yet. Um, and then we need to think of our new drama. Yes. And I have a list, actually, that okay. I made this morning. But cool. It was voted say. for an older one, right? Yes. Is that one one? Okay. Um, cool. I'll read some of the ones I have in mind now, but I was thinking maybe... Um, maybe I could share this list with you, and you could mm-hmm. pick... Uh, some that you would maybe be interested in because okay. I don't want to like uh, well I think we should do on, on our Twitter poll I think we should have Coffee Prince and Uncontrollably Fond since those were recommended to us mm-hmm. but then I also have Airs, which is I think kind of like a young uh, I guess they're in high school I don't know it's a melodrama about young rich kids that is mm-hmm. very popular Fight for My Way, which is another Park Sojun drama. Uh, My Girlfriend is a Gumiho, which is a kind of fantasy drama. I think it's from like 2013. It's it's an oldie. Um, mm-hmm. And a Gumiho is a nine-tailed fox. It's like a oh. Korean folk thing. Uh-huh. Uh, Chicago Typewriter. This one isn't that old. I think that one's from 2017. But it is about um, these people who were alive during, I think it's like the 1930s when Japan had occupied Korea, and then I think they get reincarnated and stuff. So it's kind of like a time, a period, half period piece, half modern thing. And then Moonlight Drawn by Clouds, which I think has Park Bo Gum in it. And this is like a historical drama and i think it is a thing where like the the gender bending thing where a girl is pretending to be a guy same Mm -hmm. thing with coffee prince a girl is pretending to be a guy in that one too and then there is weightlifting fairy Mm -hmm. so uh yeah so those are the ones i have listed they're all kind of on the older side um like coffee prince and my girlfriend is gumiho and I think airs they're all, like, pretty old. Um, mm-hmm. 
some of the other ones. I don't think I picked one that was be- from before 2018. Okay. So, yeah. I'll send you that list, and if you want to pick two to put on the poll with Coffee Prince and Uncontrollably Fond. Okay, cool. Sounds good. That would be cool. Uh, but, yeah, I'm very excited. And now I'm like, I just want to watch all these anyway, but except mm-hmm. for Uncontrollably Fond. <laughs> I'm sorry, because uh, our, like, very faithful listener, Joshua... Uh, the one who emailed us. Uh-huh. He is the one who recommended Uncontrollably Fond. And I'm like, I can't watch it. I know how it ends. And I don't, <laughs> don't want to be sad. Not not in this climate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't take more heartbreak right now. Um, we'll have to see what the polls say, I guess. Yes. I will, I will respect the poll, though. So. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm excited for that. Um, do you want to get into fashion and I love you slash fuck you? Yeah, I didn't really write much fashion because I was too into watching the show. But Same. I know in episode 16, when Sato Yi is leaving the hospital, mm-hmm. Yiso, with her mom, she's wearing like a black coat and it's got like a red thing on the back. Mm-hmm. And then I think she's wearing like an all black dress too. I just thought that look was really cool. That was a standout one for me. Yeah, I said uh, Seri's blue suit was cool. Mm, Iso's mm-hmm. mom's trench coat, also in mm-hmm. that scene, it was like part regular trench coat, part leather or mm. black. I just assumed uh-huh. it was leather. It looked like that. Um, also, I said Sinquan's skin looked amazing in these episodes. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know why. He just looked like so glowy and nice. Like his skin looked really clear. I feel like in previous episodes. His skin just looked, like, normal. I don't know if they, like, touched it up or mm-hmm. what, but... Got his skin on a nice great. skincare regimen. Yeah, he was doing some masks. Uh, and then I think, like, in a flashback, Yiso's wearing a, like, a fluffy leopard print jacket. Mm, cool. Yeah. Um, I didn't write anything down for I Love You slash Fuck You, because I think, yeah, I was just, like, too immersed, and I couldn't... Yeah. A moment. Yeah, I agree. But I did really like Gunsu's redemption moments. Um, like him apologizing to Seri mm-hmm. and Hyunyi and Sun Kwan. Um, and I like that they didn't really hold it against him. I feel like they're, one, enough time had passed, so the yeah. moments aren't like fresh. And obviously, like, it didn't really hurt Hyunyi or like mm-hmm. the business in any way like i'm sure emotionally that was traumatizing but you know in the long run they all turned out okay yeah and um honestly i like i thought seri and yiso's like romantic moments were nice but they just weren't that compelling to me Uh uh-huh i don't know i might be like in the minority with that opinion but (laughs) i was just like okay like that's nice but they're together now cool I wasn't, like, really rooting for them to be romantic with each other, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I feel like in um, Strong Woman Bong Soon, like, I just, I really wanted her and Min Min to be together because mm-hmm. I felt like their romantic chemistry was, like, really great. Not that and... obnoxious cop. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And I'm just like, just be together. You guys are so cute together. But uh-huh. 
for them, like, I didn't hate them together. I was just like, that's nice. Good for yeah. you guys. Um, for my I love you moment, I would say when Yiso and Kunsu say their goodbyes. Mm-hmm. And it's just clear that, like, everything's good. They're friends again. As they've always been. But now they're both, like, grown up. Mm-hmm. So he's not still obsessed with her. And she's not being a jerk, taking advantage of him or making him feel bad. Mm-hmm. It was just a nice understanding. Yeah. Kind of similar to, like, Seri and Suwa's. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll always root for you. Yeah. But, yeah. Very nice. Um... Fuck you moment, we could say when um, President Zhang kneels, expecting, oh, yeah. like, some good news, and Seiryu's like, what are you doing? Totally. That was such a good Bye. moment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's when he truly learns he's not getting what he wants for once. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think also just, like, Soon Kwan basically, like scoffing at President Dong <laughs> making mm-hmm. Seri kneel because mm-hmm. he his face is just priceless and I think that is kind of what makes President Zhang almost seem a little self-conscious because I feel mm-hmm. like he looks at Sun Quan and is just like oh, yeah. this guy is like not taking me seriously at all. Yeah. This guy thinks I'm a joke. Yeah. And then um... I think Gunsu has a nice moment where he basically tells his dad like we failed. Yeah. Sorry, not sorry. We're the prey. Like, We're the prey. Yeah, you fucking screwed us over, so. <laughs> or um, Suwa giving him the thing with all the information. Yes, so good. He definitely Such... wasn't expecting that. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Such a good moment for her. Hmm. All right. Well, do we have anything else? I don't think so. Okay. Well, I will be posting the poll um, probably a little later this upcoming week, and uh, make sure to vote in that so we can hand out some awards for this awesome drama, Uh and what else? I guess that is it. Uh, So yeah, the poll will be on Twitter. And last time I made a Google poll, I guess I could do that again for people who want to vote but don't have Twitter. Um, Uh So yeah, so I'll put the poll on our website, okdrama.com, and Twitter, uh, at okdramapod. Uh, You can also follow us on Instagram, okdramapodcast, and Facebook, okdramapodcast. And uh, email us, okdramapodcast at gmail.com or contact at okdrama.com. Everything will be in the show notes. I'll also link the Google poll, I think. Ah, good idea. So I guess I'll start that before before we release this episode. Um, (laughs) Okay. But yeah, I... So a little behind the scenes, basically Jill and I recorded two episodes in one week Mm -hmm. because we just wanted to keep watching. (laughs) This is true. Which is kind of nice, because now we're a little bit ahead in our Mm -hmm. recording, which is nice, in case we ever need, like, to hold off on recording at some point. Yes. Then we can, like, we have some episode 
a little a little bit of time, you know. So that's good. Definitely, one hundred percent. Um, yeah. So <clears throat> I guess that is it. Vote, vote, vote. Uh, and we will talk to you guys at the OK Drama Awards. <laughs> <laughs> Wear your best outfit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Alrighty. Goodbye. Goodbye.